Mary McDonough, but you probably know me as Erin from the Walton. So stay tuned, don't go away, because I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Hey, welcome to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 156, and this is the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as the latest movies, remakes, and sequels, and what will be coming your way as far as TV and movie DVD releases, and, of course, our interview segment, which features a guest from the TV, movie, or music industry. And this week, I'm so excited because we have... Aaron Walden's going to be joining us. That's right. Mary McDonough is going to be joining us in this episode of On Screen and Beyond, and she's going to be talking about her uh, new book she has out, which is called Lessons from the Mountain, and what I learned from Aaron Walden. And it's coming out this week, so you can pick the book up. And uh, she's also going to let us in on some of the, the behind-the-scenes things that went on at the Waltons, and it's, 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you're going to stick around for that. And we also uh, want to let you know that we're going to be checking out, of course, this week, the uh, releases that are coming away in theaters and on DVD in April. And uh, this past week, we had uh, some tragedy come our way, of course, uh, in Hollywood. A true Hollywood legend passed away, Elizabeth Taylor. And, um, you know, she gave us countless movie memories, and we, we thank her for that, and she will be missed. And what do you say? It's time now to check out what's coming away as far as remakes Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remakes coming your way in April. Well, there's not a whole lot, really. So uh, it looks like uh, the remake of Arthur with Russell Brand, Nick Nolte, Helen Mirren, and Jennifer Gardner will be hitting theaters on April 8th. And, uh, of course, it's a remake uh, that uh, of, uh, Dudley Moore did back a while ago, and uh, we'll see what he does with that one. It's, it's kind of interesting to see. And that's the only remake we have in April. So uh, next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to take a look at new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming movies in April, well, April 1st, Hop hops into theaters to tell the story of the Easter Bunny's teenage son, voiced by none other than Russell Brand. It's written by Ken Durio and Psinko Paul, who were past guests on On Screen to Beyond, and it was the most downloaded interview in 2010 on On Screen to Beyond, so you might want to check that out. Just go to onscreenandbeyond.com and go to our rerun section, or you can go to iTunes, because we have it there, too. And uh, source code with Jake Gyllenhaal is about a man on a mission to stop a commuter train bomber in the past. That also comes out on April 1st. And Soul Surfer slides into theaters on April 18th, and it's telling the story of a teenage surfer who loses an arm in a shark attack. And past on-screen to beyond guest Kevin Sorbo is in the film, and you can check it that out. Uh, Kevin talks about that in his interview, too. So uh, you can go to the rerun section to check that out. And let's see, Rio, April 15th, flies into theaters telling the story of birds in Brazil, and it's an animated film, and this one sounds good, I like this one, Apollo 18 tells the story of a secret mission to the moon, hmm, we'll check that one out for sure, and let's see here, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a lot of sequels coming away in April, it's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. 
Sequel City, well, sequel's coming your way in April. It looks like Scream 4 will be screaming into theaters on April 15th as it continues the stories of the Scream sagas. And Tyler Perry's Medea's Big Happy Family on April 22nd. And Hoodwink 2, Hood vs. Evil, comes your way on April 29th. And Fast Five with Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson hits theaters on April 29th. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming away as far as TV on DVD in April? Find out next right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV on DVD, well, Friday Night Lights Season 5 arrives on DVD on April 5th along with Sister Wives Season 1. April 12th, you can look forward to Car 54, Where Are You? as it arrives with Dallas, the movie collection, of course, and Dragnet 1970 Season 4, The Garfield Show, Private Eye Ventures, and H.R. Puffin Stuff, the complete series. On April 19th, look for American Dad, Volume 6, Captain Planet and the Planeteers Season 1. Father Knows Best, Season 6, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Season 6. On April 26th, look for Growing Pains, Season 2, The Lucy Show, Season 4, Larry Sanders Show, Season 3. That's it for TV on DVD in April. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in April? It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies coming your way in April on DVD. Well, it looks like April 5th you can catch Tron Legacy and Little Fockers, along with the sci-fi thriller Behemoth and Wallenberg, A Hero Story with Richard Chamberlain. And on April 8th you can check out The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And it looks like on April 12th you can catch Country Strong, along with the documentary Behind the Burley Cue, which is a story about burlesque from Robert Zemeckis and Leslie Zemeckis. And on April 15th, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1 comes your way. And on April 19th, The King's Speech, along with Rabbit Hole, Gulliver's Travel, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, and the classic Bambi come your way. And also be sure to check out All Good Things with Ryan Gosling and uh, Kirsten Dunst. It's out right now. You can catch that. And it's a good film. And that's about it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have our interview with none other than Erin Walton. And she's, of course, Mary McDonough. She's going to be coming your way in just a moment. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Waltons and uh, her new book out. And it's all going to be a lot of fun, so check it out. It's next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we take a trip to Walton's Mountain, 
From 1972 to 1981, The Waltons was a hit on CBS for nine seasons. My guest played the role of Erin Walton on the show, and she has guest starred on many other TV shows, including The West Wing, Boston Legal, and a recurring role on The New Adventures of Old Christine. She has a new book out called Lessons from the Mountain, What I Learned from Erin Walton. It's Mary McDonough. Mary, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Mary, looking over the stuff that you've done, the Waltons was such a big part of it. Let us know a little bit about Lessons from the Mountain. Has this been in the works for a long time for you? I have been writing all my life, and I have been sort of writing this book for a long time. And then I had a friend of mine come to me and say, you know, we should really put this down and, and get it done. And with all of my experiences growing up on the Waltons, all the way through my, my activism for women's health issues in Washington, D.C., I thought, yeah, I got I to gotta finally put it down. So I started putting it on tapes first, and then I actually sat down and started just writing the words. And so it's been a few years, and writing is always something that's been pretty easy so I, it's very much written in my own voice mm -hmm. and I wanted to share all of my wonderful kooky crazy experiences growing up on the Waltons and then some <laughs> <laughs> it, now you, you say writing was easy for you um, you've written a lot of different things but when you're writing something personal is that a little harder for you or is it, does it just, just flow out it's hard but it still flows out I'm a very visual person, so, I mean, and as you know, I'm a filmmaker as well, so mm -hmm. in writing screenplays and scenes for my classes that I teach and stuff, I, I've always just sort of written in different voices, so to put the character into my own character's voice was a little bit different, <laughs> and certainly it brings up a lot of your stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you know, I wrote about the Waltons, it made me laugh, and it made me have these funny memories, and then... You know, I wrote about Will Gear dying, which made me cry, and, and then my own dad dying, which made me cry. So it kind of, um, and I'm very much about, because it is my voice, I'm, it's sort of whatever I'm writing about, I'm having that emotion. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it can be a little bit, you know, I've got to keep the Kleenex near sometimes. <laughs> so with the Waltons, um, how did that come about? How did you, was that the first thing that you did when you started acting, or did yeah. it, you build up to other things? Oh, no, it was my first audition. Wow. Yeah. I write about it in the book. It's, it mm -hmm. was just, you know, and looking back on it, you think, wow, that's just crazy. But I did. I went on my very first theatrical audition, and you know, after a lot of callbacks, I uh, got it. Hmm. Now, how old were you when you were starting? Ten. Ten years old. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, now, were you in the original pilot? I was. I was in The Homecoming, The, the Homecoming Story. Yes. Yeah. It was all of the same people were the kids and, and Ellen Corby as the grandma. Yeah. Now, that's unusual sometimes, isn't it? That you, a lot of times the pilot, uh, then when they turn into a series, it's different people. But th this time it wasn't. They kept all, most of us. They replaced um, Patricia Neal with Michael Learned. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the grandpa um, was Edgar Bergen. And changed to Will Gear, and the, the father was Andrew Duggan and became Ralph Wade. Ah. But the kids and you know the storekeeper changed. You know a lot of a lot of the characters changed around, but the kids we were kind of in there together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice because people get you know they get comfortable, especially with that show. Uh, you know, in the in the, the pilot movie, uh, you know people get accustomed to the people that are on it. So it's it's nice to when they carry it on over to the series too. I think so too. Yeah, and of course. 
I mean, the show lasted for nine seasons, so, you know, obviously. <laughs> what, what do you think made it the hit that it was? Earl Hamner, who created it, and the writers. I think we had really amazing writers writing about things that were pertinent to America. I think part of the reason is there was no family show at the time. It was different, and I think America was in a very uh, difficult time of upheaval, and I think the show brought this sense of unity and family and people resolving their issues. I think it was something that just struck a chord. And it's very similar to why new generations are watching it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our our country is kind of, in a, for different reasons, in a in an upheaval and a difficult time and people really go back to those core values of family being there for each other fighting through the tough times sticking together fighting through each other and you know even living under the same roof which is a lot of families are having to do again now right yeah and it seems like a lot of times we'll have uh tv shows like that uh you know, well, no, I, I shouldn't say that because it doesn't happen often. But you know, your show lasted for nine seasons, and then um, the uh, Little House was another show that was had that same type of values mm-hmm. that people clung to, uh, and that lasted a long time too. But you don't really see it happen that often with that type of show. And like right now, I can't honestly think of a show that's you know that type of show. There, there aren't very many. I have to tell you, I hear all the time on my Facebook fan page and in emails from people that they wish that there was another show like The Waltons that mm-hmm. was out now, and they or then they love watching The Waltons. They wish we would come back. Yeah, yeah. Now the last reunion that you had was what I think what ninety ninety three or something the like last that. Last scripted one. I just pr- I just produced one for the Inspiration Network. Really? On INSP every day. I just got the whole family together and um, and kind of hosted and produced everybody talking about their memories about the show on INSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the show just started to air daily, and people are very happy that it's back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. The reunions, uh, when I was referring to the, um, scripted, the ones. scripted ones, any possibility you think they'll ever do that again? You won't believe it, but we were sitting there, and Earl Hamner was with us, and Ralph Waite was there, and he said, I've got an idea for another scripted reunion. Really? And everybody sat there, and Cammie jumped in and said, and I think this should happen, and I think that should happen. And everybody is so keen on doing another one that we're, we, we're all ready to do it. And Earl said he'll write the script. Wow. <laughs> and so we would love to do another one, because the last one kind of didn't come full circle. Mm-hmm. There were some things that were left out, and, there, and we didn't address certain elements, you know, and now Ellen is gone, and there are so many, there are so many things to deal with. Yeah, yeah. And it was 97, I believe. I said 93, but I think it was 97 that the, the, Boy, the, Wal- the Walton <laughs> Easter, I think it was 97. Brian, you know better than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm cheating. I have paperwork in front of me. So. Good, yeah. <laughs> I still think my daughter's five. <laughs> I know what you mean. Time flies bad, you know, fast. But uh, if if there was a reunion like that, would um, you, do you think everybody that's you know still around would would do it? Everybody committed to it that day when we were all. Wow! Here. Right off the bat. Right yeah. there, we love it, and, and you know, and everybody says, if the, like Michael would say, if the script is good enough, if the script has to be good. 
So I think everybody would be really open to doing one. Yeah, and, and, and I think the audience would be there to watch it because, like you say, people want that type of thing. They and, do. And it's... You it's know, that's one of the things about my book. And my book is very, you know, it's about my lessons. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, and, you know, it's a nice book. And people say, oh, you know, it has to be a train wreck. And I keep saying, no, it doesn't. I think people are ready for something good and mm-hmm. positive. Yeah, yeah, I'm anxious to read it. I haven't gotten my copy yet, so. <laughs> oh, well, I can't wait. You must tell me what you think. Oh yes, I will. Yeah. Some really nice reviews. Oh yeah. Mr. Well, Thomas read it and he loves it, and Michael Learned has been very lovely and supportive. Yeah. Well, well, I was uh, looking at uh, some uh, editorial reviews that that were out on it, and I, I see George Clooney uh, yes. wrote something for you, and Eve Plum uh-huh. wrote something, and Allison Arngrim was uh, wrote something. Um, now, a- a- actually, Eve and Allison uh, have been guests on my show. Oh, gosh, how fun. They Are both they were. You know, I'm, I'm hoping George will sometime, but I, you know, I'm not holding my breath. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be in, on one of George's shows. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, everybody you know, is raving about it, and uh, it, it, it sounds really, really good. Well, it's a little bit different, you know. I, I'm with where I've gone in my life and the lessons that I've learned, and I just wanted to pay tribute to the show because my Walton family was just as important as my McDonough family, and I learned a lot of great lessons. And you know, I'm a coach now, and I do public speaking and do uh, body image workshops for girls and women, and um, it just seemed to go hand in hand with the book mm-hmm. and all of the great lessons that I got to learn. Yeah. Now I noticed, and I'm not sure if I found. I think I found this on your website. Um, it, it was saying that you wrote your memoir to share your Walton experiences and lessons learned through feeling you were not enough. Mm-hmm. Why did you feel not enough? I always <laughs> felt like I wasn't enough. Really? You know, there are some specific things that happened that are in the book. You know, like certain me overhearing people talking about me, or mm-hmm. you know, somebody telling me I wasn't wanted, and and it was so it was. I just always felt because I, I think it was because I didn't study acting and I was the only kid who had never acted before. So I always felt like I had to, you know, dance as fast as I could to catch up mm-hmm. and to try and learn this thing that I didn't know what I was doing. And I was often thrown into situations where I had no idea what to do. And some of them are very hilarious stories. <laughs> and some of them are, oh, you're kidding me. And so, and, and also I think, you know, I got early on, got tagged as the pretty one. And so then I always felt I wasn't enough. I had to be pretty. And then being pretty wasn't even good enough because I wanted to be smart. And I think there was, then it started off with the whole body image stuff of you have to be pretty enough, which means being skinny. So you have to diet more and you have to look this way and you have to wear these things. And I just felt this incredible pressure to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I'm not alone. Millions of people felt, felt that way. I just didn't know that at the time. And just happen to be doing it in front of a million people every week. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it happens everywhere, but on TV, was the studios pushing you t- to maintain your weight? You hear about that all the time, where they try to tell people, you know, in, in the show to stay, you know, below a certain weight. Was that the type of thing going on? Yeah, I had some pressure from people on the show and wardrobe department, and there's certainly, an, you know, you're very aware of what women on television look like. And, you know, when someone in the wardrobe department asks you if you've gained more weight mm-hmm. or suggests you might go on a diet, 
you start to kind of worry about it. And I was and I was a young kid, you know. I was a teenager. I didn't know what. Yeah, and and that's probably the worst time to start to start telling people that because you know teenagers are always worried about everything, anyways. Yeah, and the reality was is that I was a gr- I was growing up. Right. Yeah. So to say, do you fit into the outfit? I mean, I'm five eight. Yeah. You know, I'm not a <laughs> tiny person. So you know, would I fit into the outfit? I might not because I probably grew three inches during the summer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and the funny thing is, uh, you, you mentioned you're five eight. Uh, one thing I, I notice is that uh, I've met a lot of celebrities and everything, and it's always amazes me how on TV they look so tall, and then when you see them in real life, they're short. They're tiny. I know. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I don't know if it's just me that 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 thinks that, but it just seems that way. And they're even tinier in person. Yeah. Yeah. Not me though. <laughs> so, so did you find it hard growing up as a child? You know, you're always hearing stories about child actors and, and, and how tough it is to grow up uh, in front of, like you say, millions of people. Did you find that hard? I did. I mean, it was, it was a mixed bag, you know. I, it was the biggest blessing in the world. I, mean, I had a great time, and I had so many wonderful lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was also not normal. I mean, it's just not a normal way to grow up. <laughs> right. No matter how you slice it, it's just not that normal. So it was hard for me, and I had some very tough moments and some really hard lessons. And, you know, go, trying to go to school and go back and forth from regular school to real school, um, it was tough. I yeah. got confused a lot. Well, how was it when you went back to like you say, regular school, <laughs> when, you say, when you say that, uh, with all the other kids in, in schools, were they admiring you? Were they no. sort of turning their heads at <laughs> you and saying... I did not fit in. I did not fit in. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, some parts of it were okay, and the, and the but other parts of it were very tough. I mean, I had a lot of kids that didn't understand me and didn't know me and didn't like me and didn't want to. Hmm. Didn't, you know, and I was just never there enough to really get to know anybody. Yeah. And I talk about that a lot in the book. I got really torn. I, I just wanted to be at school, yeah. going to school, being normal. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, and at one point I didn't even want to do the show anymore. I just wanted to go to school. Hmm. Was that early on or later on? It was in my teens. In your teens, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and so it became very hard. It became very tough for me because I just, I just wanted to do what I thought was normal. And then I realized there is no normal. But True. I thought there was. <laughs> <laughs> so was the cast going to school when you were on set? Did you have a certain amount of time you had to spend in school? We did. There, there are certain rules and regulations um, according to the California State uh, Board. And we went to school three hours a day minimum yeah. yeah and you have to get three hours in and sometimes it's done in five minutes if you have under 20 minutes it doesn't count so if you're there for 15 it doesn't count if you're there for 20 it'll count towards three hours <laughs> and sometimes you go for an hour sometimes you get to go all three hours at a time and other times you went for 20 minutes and you know and all you mm-hmm. just add it all up yeah yeah, yeah. very choppy is it difficult to learn that way I found it difficult to learn that way. I mean, you know, you're in the middle of doing an algebra problem. This is probably why I don't do math and numbers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, and then you know, you're you have to go inside because you're doing a crying scene. Mm-hmm. You're trying to think, you know, 
Oh, I'm doing math. No, I'm crying. Oh, I'm no. <laughs> now, were you all together when you were in class, or did you did they pull you off one by one, depending on on who was in the scenes that were being filmed? When we had dinner scenes, we were all in there, mm-hmm. and and so we're all in the same schoolroom, and then we would all get pulled into the set, and then we'd all go back to the schoolroom, and we could all get pulled back into the set. But there were some days where you know you didn't we didn't work at all, so we just came in and did our three hours of school, and then went home. I see. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, were you getting in trouble or anything? Or did, you know, did the did the cast, the, you know, the younger cast members get into trouble or anything? Going sneaking off to other lots or anything like that? Oh well, I have some great stories in there about sneaking into onto the kung fu set. Ah, <laughs> David Carradine. Uh, mostly Radimus. He was more of our age. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All of the stories about David Carey and I did not share. Um, <laughs> I do have one specific one, but I won't share it on the air. Okay. Um, yeah, it was very wild. We just weren't used to that sort of thing. And uh, uh, we used to just run around and, you know, sometimes we, I do remember one incident where we took the golf cart and then I we took it on the back road and then we got centered out so we were stuck in one of the ditches but <laughs> aside from that we were actually we were working too hard to get in too much trouble yeah well you guys were on on camera most of the time anyways weren't you yeah 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 so were you a close cast we still are still are yeah we still are we're very i'm having a book signing um pretty soon and i just sent out an email and said i need my family oh that's and nice so you're like oh i'll be there i'll be there uh, we still do things together all the time. We talk often. We have lunch. As I said, I just did this reunion special, and everybody, you know, loved it. And we all had dinner the night before. And mm-hmm. Ralph was at the head of the table, being our father. Yeah, <laughs> you must have felt like you were back on set again, right? Yep. Nothing changes. You get us all together, and we're very loud, and we talk a lot and laugh. You mentioned that Patricia Neal was in the original, The Homecoming. You actually got to direct her, right, in a film that you wrote? I did. I did. I did a, um, a film, a short film called For the Love of May, based on a long-form screenplay that I wrote. And I sent it to, went into film festivals and won awards, and Patricia was in it, as was Michael Learned. I had uh-huh. both my Walton mothers and Alexandra Paul of Baywatch fame, of course, mm-hmm. and Annie LaRussa, and uh, RuPaul, and... Allison Arngrum, of course. Yes, Allison, <laughs> yeah. She's crazy. So, she, she's a great, she was great. <laughs> oh, my gosh, she was great. Well, I, had a, I wrote this character of this sort of, you know, snotty, snippy character, and I thought, oh, Allison is perfect. <laughs> so, so were you friends? Yes. The two of you? Yes. Yeah. I, I presumed you were, but I just wanted to make sure. She yeah. has been incredibly helpful um, with, you know, with all kinds of, you know, tips about the book and book signings and 
tweeting, and, and she read the book and gave me the most amazing quotes. They're very, yeah. very, very gracious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I remembered what I was going to ask you earlier. Um, when you're the first one, actually, of the family of the Waltons to write a book about the Wal- uh, you know, some yeah. of the stories of the Waltons, right? Yes. So. I'm the first cast member, and uh, as I say in the book, you know, we always, everybody always says, how come nobody ever wrote a book or a tell-all or anything? I said, well, because we've all agreed that if anybody wrote a book and told all, then the rest of us would get together and kill them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get to read this book. But I do know that Joe Conley, yeah. who, who played Ike, uh-huh. uh, he, he actually wrote a book a couple of years ago. He did. Yes. He did. And I know it's a lot about um, his real estate adventures and, and, and things like that. Yeah, I see. Okay, yeah. So it, was, so it wasn't specifically about the Waltons then? I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But uh, it's always nice when you hear, you know, that somebody from the cast, especially for a TV show that, you know, was so loved that uh, they're writing a book. Uh, so it's uh, it's really nice to hear that you've uh, you've written a book about, uh, you know, some of the stories. So there's a lot of and stories. a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and, you know, cast member things and meeting mm-hmm. each other the first time and guest stars. Oh, I talk about everything in there. There's so much. There's so much to write about. Right. Yeah. As far as guest stars, were was there any one that when you found out they were going to be on the show, you were just so excited and, and awestruck that uh, that they were going to be on? Um, you know, it's funny when you were asking me the question. I was thinking like, is there there was there wasn't one. A lot of people became famous after they did the Walton, mm-hmm. like Sissy Spacek and. Um, but I think the one that I didn't know who she was when she did the show, and she was already famous, but who amazed me um, was Beulah Bondi. And she won an Emmy for her performance as our Aunt Martha Corinne. Uh-huh. So while I was too young to know who she was, when I got older and I watched It's a Wonderful Life, I yeah. said, there she is! <laughs> <laughs> She's the bomb! So she was famous when she did the show, but I was so amazed by her. Yeah from having her do the show that I I got a whole new appreciation. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah, I can't even remember that you mentioned Sissy Spacek. I can't remember, to be honest, her being on the show. But the, the, she did the show twice. Twice. And it's just yeah, so many... Quinlan did the show. Paul Michael Glazer did the show. Wow. Lee Purcell did the show. I mean, there's so many... Richard Hatch did the show. Well, hmm. the, Richard's uh, been on the show too. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's so great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many people who did the show and then and became really famous. Yeah, well, you did uh, over. John Ritter, hi. John, really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you did over 200 episodes, so I mean, you know, it's kind of hard yeah. to remember every single person who <laughs> who was the guest. I mean, you know, it's it's just an amazing amount of shows that you did. It is. It's it's amazing, and all the topics that we covered, and the you know, it was just really amazing. To do a one week's show, you know, just the the one show, how long did it take them to to do that? Like about seven days. Seven days. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's not. It wasn't just. Uh, it could go up to eight. Sometimes they got them in six and a half. It depends on how many animals and children are in there. <laughs> Working how many hours? Oh gosh, they would do like twelve-hour days. Twelve hours. Yeah. Jeez. So now in the book, do you also talk about uh, the other things that you've been in as far as TV shows? Oh yeah. And, and oh, I talk about the new adventures of old Christine. My episode of ER. 
Um, <clears throat> I talk about generally being a guest star and what that's like. Oh, I talk about doing Will and Grace. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, I talk about stories about George Clooney, of course, uh, and how I met him. And I, that I, I've actually worked on, we've worked on three shows together, and we've never actually worked together. Oh, really? And we did a play together. Yeah, it was wild. So, um, yeah, when I did ER, I worked with Noah Wiley, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to work with George. <laughs> so you didn't become friends because you were on the same shows. You must no, have been... I met him before he came to California to be an actor. Oh. Yeah, in Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. When he was just uh, an average Joe. <laughs> yeah, when he was just hanging around trying to get a gig on his show. Of course, he's no average Joe, but I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> no average Joe. He's no average George either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> When you were on, on uh, the new adventures of Old Christine, um, did you did somebody write that part for you, or did you have to go audition for it? Or when I audi- I auditioned for Will and Grace, and uh, and when and I did two episodes of Will and Grace, and the pro- one of the pro- executive producers on Will and Grace it created Old Christine. Mm-hmm. So um, and she's a friend of mine, Carrie Lizer. So I was very, very lucky that when she wrote Mrs. Wilhoit, they just said, we want you to come and do this. And then Mrs. Wilhoit kept coming back, which is even more fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because when I, I didn't know it was you when you were on the show, but, but there was something about you when I, when I saw her. I said, she looks familiar. I, <laughs> I just couldn't place who you were. <laughs> and, of course, I never watched the credits, so that's... The <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. And I was, she's very, you know, matronly, and she always had kind of big hair, you know, very opposite of the meanie moms who were tiny and blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I was the mom they thought was pregnant who wasn't. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, character actress now. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, the Waltons, um, I never realized that that was originally a film that was done in 1963 with Henry Fonda and Maureen O'Hara. It was Spencer's Mountain. Spencer's Mountain back then, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Earl Hamner. Yeah. Now, and another thing that I... That Earl Hamner was the one who did the narration for the show? Yes. The creator of the show narrated it. He also wrote the foreword for my book. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so, so I take it you're still good friends with him. I am. He, it was very um, nerve-wracking because he said he wouldn't write the foreword unless he liked the book. Oh, really? <laughs> so when I sent it to him, I was a little nervous, but he loves the book, and I'm very grateful to have him write a really beautiful foreword. Yeah, yeah. When you did the sequels after the show had ended, um, did you realize that uh, when the show ended, did you realize you were going to be doing sequels, uh, you no. know, TV movies? You thought no, it was over? Didn't. We were really glad that we got to do those. Mm-hmm. I did the one where I got married, and that one was really fun. And then when we came back years later and did them, it was even more fun because we were older and we just had such a good time doing them. Yeah, yeah. Did it feel like being home again? Yeah, it's interesting because I, you know, you, your your character becomes so much a part of you and you don't realize. Like, people say, "Oh, you are you like Erin? I said, "Well, I am like Erin because she's me." But then you actually realize once you get in the wardrobe and they do your hair and you're in with and you're standing next to all the other family members, I realized how Erin was different than me. She has a different cadence in her voice. Mm -hmm. And I started to, all of a sudden I started to stand in a certain way and my posture was different and I thought, who is this? It's like this alien's invading me. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized 
not exactly how I talk, hmm. but it's, she has a, all of a sudden it just sort of it just slipped in. And Richard and I were talking about it. So it's like you know you put it's an old glove. You put it on, and all of a sudden you just <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Jeez. Yeah. I'd just like to go over a couple of the cast members and just, you know, get your memories of them. Uh, Will Greer, who played your grandfa- the grandfather. Uh, Will, I have a whole dedi- section dedicated to Will Greer and Ellen Corby. Mm-hmm. He was just, just amazing, just a wild man, fun, um, you know, a botanist. He was always trying to teach us kids things and just a real, he's very much like Grandpa. Really? Full of life and and energy, and, you know, he was just amazing. Yeah. What about Ellen Corby? Ellen Ellen was not very much like Grandma. She was not that stern. She had a, a wicked sense of humor, and she was very, you know, impish and funny sometimes. Although, she was very strict with us kids on the show about behaving. Really? We did really, it was like they were our grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Will was the one that we would get in trouble with, and Ellen is the one who would tell us we had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, I mean, of course, they had been acting for a long time, and I'm sure they were, you, you learned a lot from them, I would imagine. The best people in the world, between um, Ellen and Will and Richard and Ralph and Michael, we had the most amazing role models growing up. Yeah. I, I talk about it in the book. Is there, you know, I, I do shows now. And I realized how blessed I was to have had grown up with the, the role models I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, you just show shows now, you can't believe people get away with the stuff they do. <laughs> we would never have gotten away with that. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, you're like, wait, you're doing what? <laughs> you're kidding me. <laughs> what? We would never have been allowed. And I think it was because they were from the theater. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, what a lot of people a- tell me. We had a real sense of um, being, uh, you know, an ensemble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that when you have a, 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 a theater background, you tend to be a little more, I don't want to say professional, because everybody's professional, but, you know, just have that, you know, let's get it, let's do it, because we learn our lines, let's hear, let's get this done. Yeah, and it's like you, you come together no matter what, against all odds. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I love about working the most i think yeah. it's just these this group of people this crew this film these pieces of equipment and these war- pieces of wardrobe and these people come together to make this this creative project hmm. and everybody does you know no matter i just finished a movie called lake effects and in virginia yeah i was going to ask it was about freezing that. and you know it was raining when it wasn't supposed to the wind was blowing and you know you just kind of work against the odds and everybody you know you jo- that's just what's exciting to me like here we are in virginia we're this is not what we expected weather-wise and we just have to deal <laughs> <laughs> so so is it, what type of movie is that um it is a movie about a girl who has to come to terms with her father mm-hmm. and her memories of him yeah and it's a really lovely story. And Scotty Thompson plays the girl, and Jane Seymour plays her mom, and Jeff Fahey plays her dad. And I'm I'm one of the, one of the townspeople. Oh yeah, huh? So yeah. any idea when that's going to be coming out? I don't. We just finished it, so I have no idea. Right? Yeah. Huh? What was Ralph Waite like? Or oh, what Ralph is he Waite like? Ralph is so fun. He is just a hoot. He's just so funny. And he always kept us laughing, especially at that dinner table. Hmm. 
Yeah. There's a lot of stories of Ralph at the dinner table in the book. <laughs> <laughs> what about Michael Learned? Michael is really wonderful. We we just did an Alzheimer fundraiser in Roanoke, Virginia a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago. And we flew together on the airplane. And I always say that Michael is more like a big sister to me than a mom. When I was younger, she was like a mom. But now she's like a big sister. And I turn to her for advice. And, and she's always so supportive. I read her passages from the book while I was writing it. And she was so encouraging for me to continue and finish and loved it. And, and she's just really, really wonderful. What about Richard? I just had dinner with Richard and his family in New York. And gosh, you know, I just love him. He is like a big brother, but really a great friend. Mm-hmm. I, I still I still learn things from him. I I told him the other night, I said, you know, you still help me. He had a merged family, and I have a merged family now. And about four years ago, he gave me and, and Dawn some advice, and, and it still rings true, and it helped us so much with our blended family. Yeah. Huh. You know, and it just, it's so special. I just feel so lucky. Hmm. You know, I hear, I, you know, I've been on set where people don't like each other and I've been on shows where people don't keep up and I'm always surprised and I always feel so lucky that we all have each other mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and you know I mean we could keep going with the people here but, but the, the problem is you, you, your family was too darn big <laughs> I know I know we don't have enough show <laughs> I know I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it was just such a good cast. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, you, you all just seem to just blend in together so good, and uh, it was a, it's a piece of, of, of American history as far as TV. Thank you. Yeah, it's an extraordinary experience, and I feel very, just very blessed to have been part of it. Yeah. Do you talk about it, about the rest of the cast members? Besides, I mean, besides ones we've gone over in I your do. book. I, I, there's something. There's a little something about everybody. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't wait no, to read I don't it. Throw anybody under the bus. It's all about my lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of times. Everybody else to write there. Right, a lot of times you hear, you you hear the books uh, people write books, and it's you know they're, they're they're slamming people and all that. So it's nice to hear you know good things. <laughs> Thank you. I hope so. I mean, I think there's a, there's room for good things. Everybody says everybody only wants to follow the bad news. No, but no, I don't. I, I don't believe that. I mean, that, that's what you know. Some people are trying to tell people, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. You know. But so hopefully people will enjoy it. Oh, and I'm sure. our fans are so loyal and they're so amazing that, you know, they deserve to hear all these great stories, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Um, I know. I can't believe you don't have one. You're, you're being sent one, right? Yes, I am, but it just hasn't arrived yet, you know, because we scheduled the interview here, you know, before it came in. So I, I was hoping I was going to give it before, but, you know, I knew it was the time was... Well, I expect an email and a full report. I will. I promise. <laughs> Mary, I want to uh, finish up, though, with uh, just a couple of questions. Uh, one that's going to take us away from, you know, your book, your, your Waltons and everything. Something a little more personal. What are your favorite TV shows of all time? Not necessarily ones you were in, but ones that you sit sit down and enjoy or have enjoyed, you know, growing up. I have to tell you, well, oh, growing up, let me see. I didn't, it's funny enough, I didn't, even though I have, my friends are on the show, I didn't watch The Brady Bunch that much because... 
It was on, and we were sort of starting to work towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I watched a little bit of Brady Bunch growing up. Um, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Classic, yes. Yeah, yeah lo- love that show. I, my first memory, actually, is of watching Sea Hunt. Oh, yes. Yeah, Lloyd Bridges. Oh, I yeah. Love I, that. <laughs> and I became a certified scuba diver years later, so I'm sure it had some impact on me. <laughs> and... Um, while I let's see, I'm tra- oh well, The West Wing. I'm actually starting to watch it again from the very beginning mm-hmm. forward, and I'm loving it the second time around. Um, what are some other favorites? You know, current ones. You know, Weed and Dexter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really like Dexter, although I get really scared and I have to leave the room sometimes. That's, that's the evil side of Mary here we hear. <laughs> I know, it's evil Aaron, right? It's evil Aaron. And, uh, yeah. Well, what about movies? What's your favorite movies? My favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That, that comes up a lot. A lot of people tell me that one. And, yeah, and I have to say, there are, I don't watch movies over and over again. I'm not really that kind of a person. Mm-hmm. But there's one movie that no matter where, if you turn, flipping through the channel and it comes on, I will always like try and watch it to the end, and it still always makes me laugh, and it's Bridget Jones' Diary. Ah, okay, yeah. Hmm. I think I, I just, I relate to her. Yeah, there's rumors they're going to make a third one, you know. Really? That's, that's what we've heard, but, uh, you know, that's, of course, in the rumor stages right now. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So I do, I love those movies, and um, I love reading books. You're stumping me with this television. I'm trying to think, like, what did I watch growing up? (laughs) I think I was working too much, you know, and I really never saw very many Little House on the Prairie episodes. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, we were busy. Yeah. See, a a lot of people tell me that, that, you know, they were so busy working that they never got to see uh, the shows that were in that time period. It's yeah. true. I do remember watching McMillan and Wife. Ah, yes. I remember watching Happy Days a little bit mm-hmm. and going to see it tape once because Aaron was my friend. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Welcome Back Cotter a little bit, but not very much. I know there has to be some show. I loved, like, the scary movies of the week. I always loved the horror films. Really? So I loved those Friday nights movies, and then I got to do one when I did Midnight Offerings. So I, all I wanted to do was be like, you know, the ingenue running, screaming through something. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary, I want to thank you so much, and I, I want to wish you luck with uh, your new book, Lessons from the Mountain, what I learned from Aaron Walton, and I, you know, hope everybody goes out and gets it, and uh, we will uh, definitely... You'll like it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We will put it if we put a link on our site. Should we put link it to your site or your Facebook or or what's the best place? Link it to Mary MaryMcDonough.com. Okay, we will and definitely do that. So it's available at all the major bookstores, Barnes and Noble, and major bookstores. Mm-hmm. And I am on Facebook, and it's under my name, Mary McDonough. With you can find the link, or I can you can email me, and I'll send it to you. But, okay. Um, it's the one with the picture of Aaron. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes there's so many different... Mary McDonough's. Mary McDonough's, uh, you know, or, or people trying to be you. <laughs> yes, well, I have a 
a personal one, but I only use it for my kids in school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And for my, my high school reunion. Yeah. But I do, I'm, and there's also a Facebook page for Lessons from the Mountain, too. Oh, so good. If you, anyway, just shoot me off an email, and I'll send them off to you if you can't find them. Sure, yeah, yeah. All right, well, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time, Mary. This, is, this has been fun. Well, this has been fun, and I can't, and you stumped me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mary, before we go, just to finish up here, I want to finish up with the traditional Walton's ending. Okay, so stop right there. Good night, Brian. Good night, Mary. Or should I say Mary or Aaron? I I answer to both. (laughs) Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I should say good night, Brian, boy. (laughs) You've got to put the boy at the end. You have to have the boy. All right, well, thank you very much, Mary. Oh, thank you. What a joy. Such a lot of fun having Mary McDonough on the show, uh, Aaron Walton telling us the stories about the show and everything. And, and if you get a chance, check out her book. It's called Lessons from the Mountain, What I Learned from Aaron Walton. It's, it's a great book. Check it out and uh, if you get a chance. And also, uh, you know, it's just... just so much fun to hear those stories about the Waltons. And, and check out the Waltons. It's, it's on reruns now. They're showing it again. And it's, it's kind of nice to have that show back on the air. So, uh, you know, it's uh, something different to watch. And uh, that's about it for this week's show. Looks like we have a wrap. And thank you for listening. And be sure to send us a suggestion at feedback at On Screen and Beyond. And be sure to join us next week when we once again take you On Screen and Beyond. Till then, I'm Brian Zimrak. Take care. Uh-huh.